Hey, welcome to the Mission City Podcast. It is Christmas time, and as everyone is starting to decorate and get into the Christmas spirit, we thought we would discuss why we celebrate Christmas, why it's so important to celebrate Jesus's birth. We're going to get into that soon, but first, I've got a little surprise game for Dave and Chuck. Let's see how they do. Hey, Chuck, how you doing today? I am wonderful. Are you tired from our Thanksgiving uh, celebration yesterday of food for families? I heard you got home at midnight or something. It was well, it wasn't that late, but it was. It was. We definitely. I, I drove to Pipe Creek yesterday, which is, is that out a, towards Bandera. Is that a, is that's that a, yeah. That's out by me. Yeah, Pipe Benny, Creek. Benny's family out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we delivered a couple there, a couple in um, in Bernie. Got to lead a man to Christ yesterday. It was it's exciting. Nice. I that's love cool. that. That's get cool. to do. That's yeah. why we do it, right? Absolutely. We, we we don't just give people food and say have a nice meal. It's like you should be. It should be about celebrating um, who Jesus is and what he does, and so we get to do that. All right. Well, because people will physically be hungry again, but spiritually they're dead until they know Jesus Christ right. is Savior. And so the whole reason we do you know, Anything over like a 1,000 Food for Families, when we do Operation Red Ribbon, when we do Angel Tree, when we do all of those things, it gives us an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people. And so, but yeah. you know, Jesus said you need to take the cup of water and feed those and mm-hmm. and then share the gospel. And so, man, I'm just in, very grateful to uh, Agora Ministry, very grateful to Hill Country Daily Bread. Yes. Um, we'll, we did a podcast with them a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. We had a lot of people come back and go, man, I'm so glad uh, that y'all had them on because we had an opportunity to really hear what they're doing now. So I'm very grateful to Jason and um, Agnes. Agnes. Agnes for uh, coming on that time and yes. just the ministry that they provide. It's not something uh, that we do every day, and so I'm grateful that uh, we able to come alongside them at Thanksgiving and really yeah, help I them love what Agnes that. says. Well, I mean, they do it all year round, and we just have yeah. that one weekend yeah. or whatever. I'm thankful what Agnes says. She says you, you earn the right to be heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of that is being consistent. And I think that's one of the things I love about what Jason and Agnes do. Their ministries are consistent mm. with people. Yeah. And so so when you know when we went and delivered food yesterday and people expected the food from Hill Country Daily Bread it wasn't a it wasn't like a shock that we got to share Jesus we got to pray with them because there's a consistency there across the board so that's mm-hmm. that, that was a lot of fun. Well and here's the thing that I want people to understand too is Although we're a church with three locations, three campuses, three churches, however you want to say it, um, with several hundred people and so forth, we still can't reach everybody. It's a kingdom work. And so coming alongside an Agora, coming alongside a Hill Country Daily Bread, partnering with other churches, whether it's through church planting or Mm -hmm. uh, all the things that we do, that's what makes it beautiful in the kingdom of God because most of the people— they have trained infrastructure to do it. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. most of the people that we delivered food to, that you you guys delivered food to— aren't going to go, oh, where's Mission City at? Yeah, I'm going to come there because of the distance. But when we partner with the local ministry and local churches that also preach the gospel mm-hmm. message, they follow up with them and go, mm-hmm. hey, we want to make sure that you have an p- right. opportunity to get discipled. And so yeah. um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to, to serve along yeah. some other folks, especially as we get ready for the, the holiday season, because Christmas. today we're talking about... Christmas and the Christmas. birth of Jesus, and so yeah, uh, yeah we're we looking over. Somebody at, needs uh, to go back to like second grade. Yeah, I don't know what you're first grade. About. Everything's it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Dave, technically, not. the other ones, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Chuk. 
Chook. I think there should be two more E's on Benny. So two more Benny. E's. Yeah. Because he just wants <laughs> to be introduced every time he walks in. Here's right. Benny. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. That's how it works. Um, well, Dave and Chuck, before we get into the main topic. Uh, you look like you got a sneaky little smile. I don't, don't like yeah. that. I don't like, that. I don't like Benny I don't sneakies. Like... I don't like Benny secret smile. Sneaky, sneaky Before smile. we get into the topic, I had a little uh, a little game for us to play. Oh, no. And it's called Christmas Math. <laughs> so there's been a trend recently of everyone coming up with like how people have different math. There's guy math, girl math, all this kind of stuff. And, and Talking to two jocks who, you know. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, this is holiday math. Holiday Christmas math. math. So I'm going to read off uh, these uh, math problems to you. And first one to get the answer correct gets the point. What do right. we get if we win? Just the bragging rights. Bragging rights. That's enough for me. I brag anyway. Well, All right. <laughs> so. 12. Okay. <laughs> Number one. Nick has a box of ornaments that he used to decorate his tree each year. All of them are blue, except for six. All of them are green, except for six. And all of them are red, except for six. How many of each colored ornament does Nick have? Say that. How many? Nick has a box of ornaments. I don't have enough information there. They're all blue, except for six of them. They're all green, except for six of them. And they're all red, except for six of them. What's the question? 18. How many of each color does, uh, yeah, how many of each color does Nick have? Six? I was, was going to say... No. 18? No. Three? No. Well, there's not, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. This, this podcast will it take forever. 18, six of which are not green. Oh, so 12. No. Oh. Well, you said no, like, maybe it's 12. Obviously, no, neither one of us know. Just tell us the answer. And we the answer them. is nine. He has nine ornaments. That way, each he has three... Three yeah. ornaments of each color. See, I already don't like this game. <laughs> you lost me at math. You're me, <laughs> well, one. On to question Drake. number two. Right. Buddy and Hermie were both born on <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> Buddy and Hermie. Born on Christmas Eve? Yes. When Buddy was six years old, Hermie was half of his age. If Buddy turns 100 this Christmas Eve, how old is Hermie? How old is Hermie going to be? 95. 97. 97. That's going to point to Chuck. <laughs> That's a Clemson education right there. There you oh. go. <laughs> Question number three. Clemson. Dasher spent half as much as Prancer did on holiday presents this year, and Cupid spent three times more than Dasher. If the total spent between the three of them was 720, how much did they each spend on gifts? And my brain just blew up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Dasher spent half as much as Prancer, and Cupid spent three times as much as Dasher. And their total was 720. And what's the question? How, how much money did they each spend on gifts? Seven hundred and something. No. No. That was their total. Seven, 720 was their total. Okay. 
How much did they each spend? Oh, how much did they each spend? Yes, each uh, spend. That's like 720, as you said. Right, uh, the answer was in the question the whole time. 240. Who spent that much? How much did each one of them spend? You think each one of them the spent 240? The reindeer 240? spent 240. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have no idea. No. I, I 240, 480, and 240. You're actually really close, but not all the way. So Dasher, I get a half a point. Just tell us the answer. <laughs> Dasher spent hundred twenty dollars. Prancer spent two hundred forty dollars, and Cupid spent three hundred sixty dollars. That totals to seven hundred twenty. That was a hard one. Yeah, that one, that one I'm was. amazed. I got two hundred forty. <laughs> yeah, you got there eventually, kind of. Goodness gracious, is this is this almost over? <laughs> I've got one more. I've got one more question. So what we really so we'll wanted see. is people to tune into the podcast to find out what morons we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. At a holiday market, the total cost for a cup of hot cocoa and a cookie is a dollar eighty. If a cup of hot cocoa costs one dollar more than a cookie, how much does the cup of hot cocoa cost? Eighty cents. One dollar more. But they're both together a dollar eighty. Eighty cents. If it's a dollar more, no, it wouldn't be. The you said both were a dollar eighty together. They are a dollar eighty. A cup of hot cocoa costs how much? If the total cost of a cocoa and cookie is a dollar eighty, well, say the first part again. So, total cost is a dollar eighty for for hot cocoa and a cookie. If a cup of hot cocoa costs one dollar more than this cookie, how much does the cocoa cost? 80 cents, right? No. I don't know then. I don't know how you, the wording of the question's weird to me. Because it's a dollar more and it's a dollar, it can't, it's not 80 cents. No. So, and it's not a dollar. No. So how can it be a dollar more and the whole, the whole thing costs a dollar 80? You want me to tell you? Yes. Or you, okay. Yeah, just go ahead and tell us. Just, it just, let's so, just say, put us out of our misery. So the cup of hot cocoa is a dollar forty. So the cookie Goodness, is forty, 40 cents. cents. And how do you, I don't? I don't hot cocoa is a dollar more. You got me after lunch. This is not. This is not <laughs> a good. I don't think cocoa. it would have mattered if it was after lunch or. Uh, <laughs> that's really, at any point. That's really true. All right, so Chuck won one to <laughs> one one two one half. Half. Right, third. Really, it was a third because there was three parts to the deal. Right. I only got one of them. So. Well, yeah, uh, one to a third. Yeah, so and you're you're I'm still going to be two thirds smarter than me in math. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much that. You know is. what? Let's do some baseball trivia with Benny and see yes, how he feels about that. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, I, that's where I sign off. You know. Uh, no, so like we're entering into the the Christmas season, and yeah. then, uh, we have little games like this that we do at different gatherings and whatnot, but. Uh, I think you and I actually had a conversation about this of, uh, of of talking about the topic. Why do we celebrate Jesus's birth? We, as Christians, we obviously celebrate Easter, Jesus rising from the dead three days after being on the cross. And it's like, that's obvious why we celebrate that. That's the moment of triumphant victory over, over sin, over death, over yeah. everything. Yeah. That's that's obvious why we celebrate it. Why do we celebrate when Jesus came to Earth? What's what's the big deal about this birthday party? I think 
for me, one of the things I think about is is basically the the, the letter to the church or, or letter to the Hebrews when um, it talks about how we have a Savior that experienced what we did. And so as he takes that right. earthly form and mm-hmm. lives 30 to 33 sinless, perfect years, but there were times that he was hungry and cold and betrayed and lied to and spit upon and all of these things— he endured much more than any of us, and so I think that's one of the things we celebrate is the yeah. fact that we have a Savior that we that 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 walk, walked amongst us, even though it was yeah. you know a long time ago, obviously before any of us were here. But right. still having that opportunity to go, he knew what it was like to to be hungry. He knew what it was like to be lonely and cold and all of those things. And so I think I think that's partly you know when we talked about identifying with people to share the gospel. Um, the Lord gives all of us experiences in order to share the gospel with people. None of us are in this alone, and I think Jesus demonstrated that. I think mm-hmm. it's also so much about celebrating the really the beginning of the fulfillment of what the Old Testament prophets began to to talk. What we're talking about yeah. about a Savior coming, mm-hmm. you know, because you'd had all these years of. Of, of silence, really a dark, kind of a dark period where, you know, for so long the prophets said there's going to be coming, there's a coming Messiah, there's yeah. a, he's coming, and then when we have Jesus born, now the interesting thing about it is he's not born like they thought he was going to be born, yeah. they thought he was going to be born in, in majesty, and then he would be this conquering, conquering earthly Savior, but he, we celebrate the coming of Christ, number one, because it's God's plan of redemption for mankind in the form of a baby, mm. humble, because we talk about talks about in Philippians how Jesus came. He was he came. He humbled himself uh, in the form of a of a of a human being in the likeness of a man to lay down his life. And so we get that picture of an infant infant Jesus, but it's also the celebration of all the all the uh, prophecy. About the coming Savior, I think that's mm. why we celebrate. To me, that's why I think it's so important. To sure. the fulfillment of all the things the Old Testament, you know, talked about. Talked about, and um, that was a long time that it talked about. It goes back a, a very long way, and so that's that's also reason to celebrate. Hey, here, here he is. You know, when the old covenant goes away, so that the new covenant could come, or the new testament can come. Covenant, testament are interchangeable yeah. words, and so you have you know that that ushering in the new covenant, and that's a celebration in itself. No longer do we have to go to a priest. Um, mm. You know, and you think about you again. This is more Easter, but think about the veil tearing and all those things giving us access that's where it really begins when when Jesus walked and and you know even even scripture talks about that you know in the old testament he talked through prophets in different ways and then in the new testament he talked through Jesus and now he uses his church in order to make much of him hmm. And I love the quote from this last week in the Ed Stetzer quote uh, from the sermon this last week that um you know God didn't you know 
design his church for a mission. He designed a, you know a mission for his church. Mm. You know, I love I love the fact that you know we don't have the church. Like, okay, now what are we gonna? Now what do I do with the church? It was like, no, the church is the fulfillment of the mission, and, and that's part of celebrating Jesus too. As we look at the new covenant and 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 going into the book of Acts and into his ascension and all those wonderful things. Mm. So when we get to celebrate Christmas, it's just like I echo so much of what you said is that it 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 puts in it puts in in motion the plan that God has for His people and ultimately His church, and so we celebrate we celebrate Christmas because of that. Each Sunday we gather to celebrate the resurrection. Yeah, but for one time a year, or really a season of the year, we celebrate the beginnings of that. And I think mm. that's why we celebrate Christmas. I think that's why it's so important to celebrate the birth of of Christ, because each week's a celebration of resurrection, but Christmas is well, and also too, you get a chance to see worship starting in a way. I mean, it's mm. always been with God, but I mean. When you go to you know the manger and everybody comes to there, and you even go to the field where the shepherds are, and then you go into the, the which wise we've been men to, by and, the way, the shepherds. And, yeah, that's true. That's true. We were there yeah. a year ago. Yeah, I'm glad cool. we went last year and <laughs> not this yeah, year, obviously, yeah. to Israel. But uh, yeah, that's the other thing too is when you look at them worship and bring these gifts um, to Jesus. You know these these gifts that meant so much, and and when we begin to think about Christmas, a lot of times you know people are like. You know, when you, you know, I know we're going to talk about this on the next podcast about the difference between worldliness, Christmas, and, and, you know, Christian Christmas is, you know, it's not about what we get or what we receive, but really what Christmas was about is the gifts that they brought to, to Jesus. And that's really also, too, what we celebrate is the gifts and the things that we bring. We bring them because he is worthy. Mm. You know, he is majesty. He is wonderful. He is perfect. He is the Savior. And so when we witness that, what an exciting time that is. And, and we have such wonderful worship at Mission City. Sometimes we get spoiled. But that doesn't mean you have to have that in order to worship Jesus because he's worthy just with the voice that he gave us. And so that's also another reason I think we need to celebrate. That's we see the gifts being brought to him. Yeah, And you get to see it's an interesting place when you get to go to the church, the nativity in Israel, and you see how lowly, I mean, of course now they've got this big yeah, church that's built humongous. on top, very ornate, but when you go dance, essentially it's it's not a lot like what a, peop, a lot of people think, oh, he's out in a nice field and it's a really pretty, I have a I have a inflatable nativity scene in front of oh. my house, which I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how that works in all of this, <laughs> but uh, it, but you go to the actual it's down and it's in a it's in a cave almost and yeah. it's like it's it's literally lowly when you hear about the lowly manger the lowly place uh man i could imagine just that without all those buildings being there it's he didn't come into the world um into into majesty as far as the world's standards uh he came lowly and humble in a in in literally a, a it's a it's a cave um it's it's an incredible place to visit and see mm -hmm. now the crowds were crazy yeah remember that i mean it was like trying to fight just to get yeah. there were people just trying to touch this sure. they had a little symbol there where yeah 
I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, well, our guide was like, "Yeah, that's not real. We yeah, don't know. You know, maybe, yeah. we don't know." Sure. But there's some places yeah. that make a big fuss about it. But that's the thing too is his presence is what it's all about. Yeah. And so there's you know there's a lot of people that get hung up on whether it's architecture or the ornate or whether they get caught up on well, I want to be exactly in the spot. The thing about it is because of the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. You know, just like when we were in the garden and. Um, we had yeah. that opportunity to be in a play. You don't know which tree it was or whatever. I'd like to have thought that the tree yeah, that we but, sitting you know, it could have been the Jesus. Yeah. Does it really matter nope. whenever you're in nope. there and you're looking at it, you're like, man, here, here is just being in the vicinity or being in the presence. And, you know, you don't have to obviously go to Israel or all those places to experience that kind of presence because a lot of the the greatest times of the presence of the Lord's not been whenever I was in Israel. It's mm-hmm. been when I was alone in some place, mm-hmm. whether it, mm-hmm. it my footstool at home or the prayer area that I have or something like that. I've experienced the presence of the Lord in mostly a lowly place or a broken place. And Mm. so that's also too, is just celebrating the fact that all of us, I say this all the time, but we're all broken in a way that only Jesus could fix. And when we see and think about how that earthly uh, ministry began to be demonstrated to us, whether it's food for families or Operation Red Ribbon, those are the things that Jesus would be doing if he was here. You know, I mean which he is here mm. in our present. But you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the texts I got from from Jason Brooks from Agora. Um his text was like, I truly believe that the ministry that you guys did is the ministry that Jesus would be doing. Mm. You know, going. And so I really appreciated hearing that from him yesterday. But you know, make sure you make most of Jesus this time of the year. And I'm so grateful, other than the fact you made us look stupid, I'm very grateful for this time <laughs> on the on the podcast. It was a great time, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and your families, and I hope you guys have a great uh, Christmas time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Mission City Podcast. I hope this session was helpful for you as we begin the Christmas season. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend, and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on, because it really does help us out. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.